This podcast contains detailed plot spoilers, adult language, and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to a podcast of Rare Antiquities. Today we will continue to review... Season one of Star Trek Picard. This is episode three. Welcome, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How the heck are you? Huh? Well, I started this one late. My fault. So family, family stuff. So all the good and the bad. So sorry about that. But uh, here we are. So why don't we get right into this? Uh, so we're going to keep in, keep it short as we can. Where, give me your high level thoughts. What do you think? I thought the episode was. Pretty, pretty okay. It's definitely suffering from. I think we observed this last two episodes where it's it's really taking its time getting going. So it's nice to see that they actually got into space by the end of the episode for a show called Star Trek. There has been very little trekking amongst <laughs> the stars. So it's nice to see. Even though it was right at the end, it's nice to see them going. I think we've got our look at the entire main cast as well. So that's good, I guess. Well, okay. So how about since we've gotten a look at our main cast, so let's go through this. We got the captain. I don't know the name of the captain here. He has the, a... The, the Wolverine looking yeah, the, there. Yeah, the Wolverine guy. Yeah. And his EMH that I believe looks exactly like him. But just yeah, obviously, a, yeah. yeah, different representation, a more polished, classy guy instead of the rough around the edges captain. We got Rafi, who's a former Starfleet officer. I guess even the captains looks like he's former Starfleet as Picard kind of got that, made that discovery on his own. And Rafi has a history with Picard and we still have the Allison Pill character. What's her name? Uh, Dr. Dr. Robot. I don't remember. Do- Dr. Pill. So she's uh, <laughs> so she yeah. she's in the she's part Dr. of the crew. Dr. Pill Robot. That's her name. Dr. Pill Robot. And I'm Dr. not Pill missing Robot. any. And that's it, right? And Picard. Uh, that, that, that's yeah. the crew so far, right? I believe that is correct. Yes. Okay. So why don't we talk about this uh, the crew? Let's start with Rafi because she has a history with Picard here, and the the episode opens with a quick flashback of. Picard still arguing with Starfleet about saving Romulan refugees from the destruction of Romulus. He goes into Starfleet. We don't see these events, but he comes out of it and he he bluffed on taking the resignation and you know hoping to dare them into going ahead with the rescue mission. And they called his bluff and accepted his resignation. Comes out and tells Rafi, and she also gets called in by the CDC. Or something along those lines. And uh, she also gets terminated for some reason. So we get this intro with Rafi and some of that backstory. What did you think of the character in this backstory here? Okay. So, yeah, I, I like yeah, I like Rafi. I think she's going to be a lot of fun. She seems really interesting. She's got some, some facets to her that I'm looking forward to explore. I mean, we've never seen anybody uh, with a vape pen in the, in the future until now. So I want to know what those flowers are that she's smoking. Those look pretty delightful. Uh, the scene, like the backstory was good. I, I, I don't, before I saw this scene, uh, you know, where he's like describing to her how his meeting went with Starfleet Command, I didn't think I needed 
to see the details of like his resignation. But I think that it helps a lot to get some context where he was, it was a bluff and they called it. Like he never would have resigned. He just did it as like a last ditch resort because he's like, oh, there's no way they're going to accept my resignation. And they did. So that adds some context to like what happened, why he isn't in Starfleet anymore. You know, I think it makes a little bit more sense. Some of the, you know, it kind of makes redundant some of the things that we saw in the pilot where he, you know, like the newscast, where mm-hmm. they ask him why he resigned. And I feel like there's a lot that happened in this episode that we're talking, it's taken a while from the going. We're three episodes in and we're still kind of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some of this stuff could have been wrapped up. Like we should have, like, this is the stuff we need to be seeing two episodes ago. Yes, I, I you know, believe so. Like we I believe got so. to where we are much quicker. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, just talking about the characters, you know, I, I liked her. I thought she was good. Okay. I dug it. And I thought it was a good scene. Okay. And I like that she has a nickname for him. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't, I did I don't, I, I don't think I'm a fan of JL. <laughs> JL on the DL. JL on the DL. That's right. So I'm not sure that would fly. I know Picard's a different person than he was on as a captain that we saw on the show in the movies. But he was still in Starfleet when, and he was an admiral when this is, she's calling him this. So, you know, we'll probably get a little bit more backstory. I don't think I need a backstory, like some mission where she's all of a sudden calling him JL. How she got to that point, but it just seems a little odd. An admiral, doesn't matter who it is, but deserve a bit more respect. But I mean, it's hard to determine how close these are people are as friends. They seem to be friends, so... I don't. I don't think I that warmed me to her right off the bat. Uh, to be honest, I, I was. A little, I think I don't think she made a good first impression with me acting wise, which is unfortunate. But it's a TV show, so hopefully she warms up to me in the future. I do agree that she has the potential to be a fun character um, because she is rough around the edges. But we're gonna get that also with the captain. It seems, and we got two clean cut officers uh, or people, which is more Picard and and the doctor. So. So it'll be an interesting batch that we're getting here. So what what do you think about the Picard just bluffing his resignation? And, and he was surprised that they called him out on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is something that's, yeah. yeah. And, and this is something, you know, I, I wrote some notes that there's this interesting twist to the character they have here is that Picard has some hubris and some vanity about him. And we're, we've gotten that hint through the previous two episodes, we're getting it here again. That didn't seem to be the a characteristic that Picard had before. And here it is in spades, three episodes in a row. Well, what do you think about that? You think this is an interesting facet to explore? Or do you think that the writing is not, like, is this a problem with the writing and how they're portraying the character? Or do you think that this is going to be an interesting thing to explore here? Yeah, I'm good with it. I think it's an interesting thing to explore. I, I like the fact that Picard and everybody else, like they're not like Starfleet, Star Trek characters in general and Starfleet in particular are really stiff. Everybody's always very formal and very stiff. And that's always worked fine for the series that have come before because it was a, kind of a different era. So, but now as we get into the modern <coughs> era of television this is a more cinematic and character driven type of show we need some of these little foibles otherwise i i would worry that it would just be a little bit dull he's 
not perfect. He was never perfect. And he always had, Picard always had an ego and he always had that arrogant streak to him. He just kind of knew, knew how to sort of navigate it. But it's always been a part of him. When he was a kid, it was a part of him then. And he obviously like learned from all of that, but you don't get to be Jean-Luc Picard without some hubris, without a little bit of swagger, you know? Okay, it's interesting. I, I can be good with it if they explore it. If they just throw it in there without character exploration, I'm not sure I am. Now, the only kind of hints we got in that, I believe, was more obviously when he was dealing with the Borg in First Contact. But outside of that, because that was more of a personal thing, is um, Q kind of called him out on that. Maybe not directly, but indirectly. And I, I never got a sense of that with the character. But okay, uh, we can let's just move on. I mean, I'm just a little worried on how, if they're going to throw these things in, I'd like some, some meat. And I'd like for them to get into the weeds on how he's get gotten this way. And maybe that's just natural as we get older. Why was, I have a question for you. Why was Raffi fired from Starfleet when Picard took the blame? And he just said, I'll accept my resignation. So why is she terminated and blames him? I'm a little confused. I don't know if you got, I only watched the episode once. Do you know why? There, there was no reason given. Like nothing, we don't see anything on screen as to why that happened. Okay. So, okay. So that's, so it, that's it something. Be, it could be, it could be just. Like my guess is that'll just be a thing that happened, and that'll be that. Like, uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll find out later. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, we will. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get a bit more backstory. I, I don't know though. The thing is, is like I don't know that we need that explanation at this point. Like, no, 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 we don't. I, I think that's nitpicking this particular episode for sure. Um, so how about we move on from Raffi? Now, now we're getting into the the captain, and you see mm -hmm. the ship. So yeah. she sets him up with this pilot. Right. Who's uh, you know kind of a private, you know you know it's like that uh, charter to Genesis. <laughs> it's like Genesis. So that's fantastic. I needed a scene in the bar yeah. where Picard's like trying to give him the nerf pinch. That'd be fantastic. But um, oh, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but what do you think of the ship? And and tell me tell me what your first thoughts of of the captain is here because you know ships are very important when it I comes to Star Trek. Yeah. So we get our first look on the interior. I can't recall the exterior. Yeah. I, I believe one faint shot of the exterior in my memory, but I, I remember the interior. Tell me your thoughts. Yeah, though no, I, I thought the interior was fine. Like it's just it, like it looks like a good set. I, I'm fine with it. The exterior was was kind of underwhelming, but I you know it's not it's not a pleasure yacht like the Enterprise D was. You know, so I don't know. It's just kind of going to be what it is. I, I thought the interior was good. But not notable. Like it looks like a ship. It kind of looks like a ship out of the Avengers, to be honest with you. Like lots of yeah, that's right. Actually, that's a very good and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good comparison. It's the ship that they use on Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Very similar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Feels like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it looks. I mean, I mean, the the set is fine, but you can tell completely that this show does not have the budget that Discovery does. I'm not even close. So at least yeah, so far, it's, it's, it's looking like okay. Production values. Pretty good though. Like the effects are good. I thought the set was good. I mean, it's a more, it's a smaller, I don't want to say it's a smaller story, but it's more contained from a character perspective. Like it's not a Starfleet starship. So, no, no, for sure. You need to take sure. that, right? I, 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 I actually, think it's probably the same budget as Discovery. It just, 
eighty percent of it is Patrick Stewart's salary. So <laughs> that could be, but I think there's. I'm not sure if you've been keeping track of all the. I don't want to get into the weeds here. There's some financial struggles that uh, CBS is having with Star Trek, and Netflix paid pretty much all of season one for Discovery. Everything. Uh, CBS paid nothing. So CBS now is struggling with some of that revenue. And then they've greenlit Picard. And I have a few, you know, I just look at some of the effects with when we get to the Borg Cube, for example. And as they're doing flybys and interior shots and things like that, it just looks a little rough around the edges. But that's just me. I think it'll be interesting to see if they're holding it off, saving some stuff for, for later episodes. But let's talk about the captain and his EMH here. What, what are your thoughts? I don't know if you got a name. I didn't get a name of the guy. What was his uh, name? I mean, I, I mean, I heard his name, but I just didn't write it down. So I don't know what it is. I'm sure we could we could just do a quick Googles on it. But I thought he was fine. Like he's okay. I don't. I don't have. I guess I don't really have much of a opinion on him one way or the other. I liked his EMH. And I are there two holograms? Like this, it's the same image because the same actor. But I got the impression it was like an EMH and then like uh, like a command. Like you remember you remember that old Voyager episode where they were like testing out a command holographic program? No. I got the impression he had a second I, I, one. I don't know. I, I'm assuming it's the same hologram. Uh, I don't I didn't okay. you know detect any difference. I could be wrong. You might have picked on something a bit more subtle and yeah, uh, a different accent or something, which was No no the, the hologram has a different accent than the captain. But yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I didn't see two different particular holograms. They were dressed the same. Yeah. They looked the same. So okay. um, I could be wrong me. about that. I I did watch it twice, and I thought I picked that up the second time. But either way, well, it has kind of a strange dynamic where the guy's like he's his own ship, and it's just him, and he's got a hologram that he's obviously programmed to look just like him, and he like hangs out with this hologram all the time. It's a bizarre dynamic. Yeah, it's a, so it's kind of yeah, it's kind of fun, but. Well, so we'll see if there's anything going on, like who this guy is, because uh, they, they do just kind of throw him in to the mix at the end. Like they've done a they've done a pretty big job of like introducing all the other characters, making a big deal of it, and then they're like, oh, and by the way, this guy's also on the show. So I was like, he's <laughs> got a cigar in his mouth, this fucking like piece of shrapnel sticking out of his shoulder. I was like, okay, sure, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm a little confused how that shrapnel got there. I mean, they're trying to portray this well, captain as a badass and a tough guy, and well, yeah, but that's how okay. that's a mission. You don't, you need to see every mission the guy's on. Like that's how it got. No, there. no, no, no. I, I'm just saying. I, I, I think if you're going to portray the man as tough and rough around the edges, that can come across organically as we move through future episodes. We don't need to introduce him with. You know, this to me screams they're trying to look at him. He's got like no shirt on or has a shirt ripped, partially ripped off. It's like a Captain Kirk kind of situation. It's like, oh, what's the night? Hey, let's throw some shrapnel in there and make him tough right right off the bat, right? I'm not a fan of that kind of yeah, writing. Yes, but they, they so, need to use shorthand because we only have so – we have 10 episodes, you know? Um, so that, like That's we, right, but this is episode, episode three. three. Well, this is episode yeah. three. That's plenty of episodes left. <laughs> Then Greenlit season two. Well, but, so, I mean, but yeah, I, I, well, but so what? Like, it's just a deep, like, it's a little detail. Like, we don't need every, everything doesn't need to be explained. Like, they can give us a hint and you can fill in the rest yourself. Okay. I'm just not a fan of the way it's written, his introduction. But I think, you know, character has promise. Again, this is 
for our introduction. So it's hard for us to talk more about these characters. I mean, this guy barely had any screen time. I did like the scene between him and Picard and Picard's trying to figure him out and says, oh, definitely, you are Starfleet. You keep this mm -hmm. ship in pristine condition, every bolt, every nail, every, you know, there's no dust, no nothing. I kind of wish he did a Kirk thing with the napkin, just like in <laughs> oh, Star yeah, Trek. Yeah. <laughs> and he would just go across there and, and look for the dust. I think that'd be fantastic. I want to oh, point yeah. out one thing my favorite shot of the show was, is Picard, or maybe second favorite shot, but is um Picard walking past the captain's chair. Yeah, yeah. Looking at that it. Was good then too. Plops, yeah, then he plops himself down in the in the other seat there. But that was great. Yeah. Okay, so how about let, let's talk now before we get into the board stuff. So we've got another we've got an attack on Picard's home from the I believe was it the Doc Maj is the name. And the his yeah. household guests who are Romulan agents. They're badasses, but you know that the Romulans have you know higher strength capability, and they are former Tal Shiar, so they can handle themselves. So I like this little bitty action scene, and Allison Pill's character comes in, unfortunately, out of the blue to save the day. I like that Picard got a little bit into the action; it was more realistic because yeah. he can't be physical at this age, so he grabs a, a gun. I liked how everyone had that knew there were multiple guns; it's not just one pistol. It's well, yeah. really it's like multiple under under the desk. They've got. Yeah, he's he's a he's a heavily armed. It's like he's in a uh, like a Louisiana militia or something. Like he's just got guns stashed under every table, you know, like in a secret pocket in every chair. Everywhere is armed up to the teeth. And I was wondering if he like yeah. they were always there, you know, like they've been there for fifteen years ever since he retired, or if they like did they just load up because some shit's going. Like I assume they loaded up. Because he already ran into the death squad when when Dodge was killed, but I, I love be. the idea that there's just phasers uh, all over the uh, all, all over yeah. Chateau Picard. You buy a, you buy a bottle of Chateau Picard, you get a free Romulan disruptor with every purchase. <laughs> well, that's right. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, uh, I was gonna pull a police academy podium joke there. You know, Bill Clinton kind of situation where <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other one needs needs a weapon just in case underneath that desk. So I want to keep the show a little clean yeah. though. So. But uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then after that, when he's, I think it's either before that scene or right after the scene, he's looking up at the stars. And I love that shot. It reminded me of a callback to when I think he describes himself as a kid looking up when he was a, you know, a child wanting to join Starfleet and having those adventures. And then there's the shot when he, about his nephew, went his after nephew, his, right? or, yeah, his Borg incident and he goes back as yeah. his brother. And then that's a great. Who, who burned straight to death. They burn to death with a fire. With a fire. <laughs> with a fire. These things happen. <laughs> it's all right. These things happen. Uh, <laughs> at, and I presume at that <coughs> location, right? Yeah. Maybe one of those guns went off underneath the desk. Right? Yeah. Maybe they've been there for decades. And yeah, yeah. One, a phaser overloaded and burned down the old Chateau Picard. Uh, that's right. That's right. It's dark. Yeah, so I mean, um, I'm surprised one of the actors or the characters the Romulans didn't go with him. I, I figured that uh, the yeah. lady was going to join the crew for sure. I, did too. I was going to yeah. stay behind. So I thought that would have been interesting, starting to warm up to her a little bit more. But that's that's okay. Maybe she'll she'll join join in later. So let's get to I think more of the interesting things in this show, and I'm hoping you can enlighten me on what's going on with. Hugh and the Borg. It's great to see Hugh again. 
He looks mm-hmm. awesome, by the way. Yeah. And, and yeah. for what I'm assuming uh, as an actor who probably, I mean, I haven't looked at his IMDb credits or anything. I'm sure he's working fairly regularly, but he did a pretty good job um, from yeah. what I've seen so far. But I am 100% lost on what's happening here. Can you yeah. tell me? I don't I, know. I, I do not. He does work. Is uh, Actually, coincidentally, while I was waiting for the podcast, so I'm sitting and and my spouse is watching one of her favorite trashy shows, which is NCIS. And uh, so I'm just sitting there, like, waiting, and a new episode starts. And who do I see in the guest star list at the start of the show with Jonathan Del Arco? I'm like, I put him like, it's you. There he is. He does work. So he at least guest star <laughs> NCIS and director of this reclamation project, right? So It, lo- it no, looks like it. It, 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 well, it I think they like say it, that. He's the director. He says it. Well, I'll just, just, uh, just let's pause for a second. Welcome, Zicknack, if that's we're pronouncing your name correctly. So, not sure how to Zig, bring you. Zig, Zignack. 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 Yeah. Let's just pause. Uh, I don't know. Zignack, you can say anything? Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Yeah. Um, I thought, well, yeah, they do say he's the director because they try to go to one area and the Zignack says hi. Hey, man, what's up? Um, so they say, like, this needs authorization. He's like, I'm the director. So he's the director of this project. I'm pretty sure that's explicitly spelled out, that Hugh's the uh, the director. We don't actually hear Hugh's name as far as I know. And I didn't recognize him at first. I was like, here's some guy. And then he was talking. I'm like, shit, is that Hugh? So that was pretty cool. But, okay, so here, so anyway. Okay, so here's what I'm assuming. So he's... We know that he must have some like investment in these. So I, it's not just mining technology. I don't think that he. I think he's actually they're actually trying to work to free these drones, like in a in a humanitarian sense, right? Like nobody mm-hmm. there seems to be too nefarious. Nobody there seems to be too super duper evil. I mean, I know the Romulans have had their problems, but they've got lots of different races there, right? So so yeah, he's. I guess he's trying to reclaim these drones to what end if there is an end i don't know and then the, you know the romulans got their fingers well, in this too so that's right well what they make a point of saying in this episode here is that these particular romulans who were in that room that they were observing who were assimilated and who seem to be they can't or having issues or they're just observing they are the first romulans that ever have been assimilated by the right at least that's right. what they're telling us in the that's show. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and they're having, I'm not sure if they're able to break away from, previously break away from the collective or because this collective was separated, they are having additional difficulty bringing them back and reclaiming them. And and we still don't even know what this reclaiming means outside of reclaiming tech, which is all we know. We know that there are board people on board doing tasks, uh, whether they have free will or not, we still don't understand. So I think the show will hopefully give us some insight into that. Yeah, we'll see what I, I mean, it's not clear what's happening, but I, it's not supposed to be clear yet at this point what's going on. I think that they would attempt to give them free will because like they freed those Romulans and they're basically in a, they're like in an asylum, basically like they're, they're not all there. They haven't recovered from their experience. So it could be that they're not adapting well to not being part of the collective. Like, who knows, right? Maybe even Seven of Nine didn't deal all that well with it when she was released from the collective. Like, we just so much we don't know, and I'm, I can only assume that it'll be, it's part of the story. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about that shared, like that Romulan <coughs> mythology. It, it makes me 
remember that Voyager stuff where the, the Borg had, like when they dreamed, they had like a place that they would go to in the collective where they would kind of revert to their unassimilated selves. Mm-hmm. But they would forget every morning when they woke up. That's what okay. a lot of that reminded me of. Yeah, well, it felt like a cuckoo's nest kind of situation there. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm just hoping that, you know, right now they have an idea on the story and they're not just throwing a scene, a random scene here. I really hope they have a through line where they're going to go with this. I'm I'm assuming they do. They have to. So it's clearly a major part of the story. Yeah. Um, What do you think now? I don't think we got any more development with Sochi or Sochi. Sochi and Narek there. And we got more Commander O approaching the Dr. Allison Pill character. Uh, yeah, apologize for forgetting her name. So interesting thing. I didn't think of this. I read it online. I really hope they're not going to get it messy and she's going to be part of this parallel universe situation. Oh, you know, dark. Yeah, because yeah. they have that sensitivity to light, right, from the mirror. Yeah, because yeah, we've yeah, only seen her I, indoors. I, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I think they're just... No, yeah. I don't think so. They're, I think they were just being playful there yeah i hope so people still wear sunglasses why wouldn't they it's bright and sunny out yeah first first starfleet officer i've seen wear sunglasses at least i think yeah and a vulcan yeah yeah except for yeah except for jordy's killer advisor which he always wears every day (laughs) oh yeah well of course and it is a killer advisor yeah Uh, that's right so you i I agree with you i really don't have anything more to add on what's going on with hugh and the borg except i loved seeing hugh over there uh welcome yep. sophia 1990 to the podcast and just letting you guys know that we uh for these reviews we just do a quick quick 30 35 minutes so you're kind of coming in at the end here so but if in the future if you want to let we can give me your email we can send you guys an invite in the future whenever we do these things if you want to join us anyways jeff yeah i hope we hope we find out a little bit more what's going on here i mean we got seven episodes to go and you know, we're gonna it's gonna unravel. But what what did you so the, the Romulans just to go back to the action scene at Chateau Picard where the where the death Romulan death squad unsuccessfully tried to kill an old man and his two housekeepers. So the one guy like eats his poison pill, but before that he calls Soji the destroyer. So did you make of any what did you make of that situation? Like there seems to be some sorry, can you repeat that, please? Well, okay. So you you remember the Chateau, like okay, the action scene, right? And they capture the one Romulan alive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the big dude, and he uh, he eats one of those acid pills. But before oh, that, right. he he says the girl's not what you think she is. Well, she's the destroyer. That's right. Yeah, he, she's the destroyer. So do you make what do you make of that? Like like what's going um, on with? that situation like it's not just their hatred of synthetics that's coming through like this is a serious situation mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it is a serious situation I, I mean i don't know this all goes back to what they're name dropping before is that they're saying the romulans have a very adverse reaction to artificial intelligence which i i don't really know why they have to kind of explore that a little bit more because you would think that a race as highly intellectual as the Romulan Empire would not be adverse to AI, uh, and they would want to exploit this to its greatest potential mm-hmm. um, for military purposes, especially because mm-hmm. especially because their uh, the, their homeworld has been destroyed. So they would probably want to investigate and research this kind of tech, and they'd want to get more involved there. 
maybe that's a way of saving their race. And I'm wondering if this is where this is the show might another avenue the show might go is unfortunately just you know like we talk about with you know some of these terminator parallels where we talk about terminate like the terminators coming back and destroying mankind but there was always that possibility especially in the unfortunate uh, shitty movie even though it had the nice uh, little through line there what was genesis where it had like john connor merged with tech and that was one future potential future there for mankind and our own um, natural evolution of humanity, that might be one of our futures where we may have to have some kind of very minor soft combination with technology in order to maintain our survival. All right, Jeff, looks like we had some kind of technical issue. Uh, the recording did not work uh, for the last 10 minutes, so we're just going to re-record this bit. So I think we left off uh, uh, talking about what's happening on the Borg Cube with Soji and Hugh and those Romulan Borgs or, you know, former Borgs. And uh, one of them was pointing towards Soji saying she's the destroyer. What are your thoughts on this scene? Do you know what's going on here? No, I... Uh... I do not. I, I mean, there's obvious, like, there seems to be some kind of, I don't know, they were talking about, like, sh like a shared mythology, but these are the last, uh, like, these Romulans are the only Romulans ever assimilated as far as they know, right? And this was the last, these are the last Romulan, or these are the last people assimilated by that cube, right? So that's what mm -hmm. presumably caused the whatever system failure, right, on this oh, ship. So you, yes. So maybe uh, I'm not sure. Is that did they say that in the episode? I mean, that's a fantastic twist if it's the Romulans that caused the system failure. So I don't, I don't think they didn't say that specifically, but they did say that those Romulans were the last people assimilated by this cube, mm -hmm. and the only Romulans ever assimilated. So it did, it did seem to me that it did seem to me that that was relevant in some in some case for some reason. So. I don't know. It made me think of like that sort of shared fantasy that the like they introduced it on on Voyager. I know you haven't seen a, or, or as familiar as Voy with Voyager, but Seven and other Borg like they had like this refuge that they would go to when they were in their like regeneration pods. No, oh, I remember and, that. It was kind of yeah. like a dreamlike state, right? Yeah, exactly. And they wouldn't remember when they were when they would awaken as drones, but then they'd go back, sort of whatever if it was every night or whatever. So it just I, maybe it's a coincidence, but it just made me, it just made me remember that about it. So I wonder if there's something there with, with those Romulans. Cause they were, they were talking about that shared mythology. Mm -hmm. Well, how about, okay. So what about Soji being the destroyer? They freak out when they kind of snap out of it a little bit. That one Romulan lady sees the former Borg, sees Soji and mm -hmm. just, tries to steal a phaser or does steal a phaser and is, wants to shoot her saying she's the destroyer. And I think before one of those uh, Romulan agents of the Doc Vaj or whatever they're called, uh, they also said the same thing to Picard. So mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. The guy who took the poison pill. Poison pill. So what, yeah. what, what's your thoughts here? What, what's, what does this all mean? Like, let's just venture a guess. If you yeah. can. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess there's a couple ways you could, you could, approach it. I mean, obviously we know that the Romulans have this, especially this sect of the Tal Shiar, the Doc Vaj, is that what they're called? I, I'm i guessing so, yes. I, I'm confused between 
the Doc Vajens. <laughs> There's another another thing they say in the show. I can't remember. But anyways, Why let's can't just they assume. Just yeah, be the Tal Shiar. Like, yeah, they uh, just should. They should just be anyway. the Tal Shiar. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so the one, I guess, the one way you could look at that one is that, like, they have a real aversion to AI, as we've been told. So it could be as simple as that. Uh, feels like that's not enough of an explanation. That she's the destroyer, like it has this like ominous sort of mythological connotation to it. But you know, like, she's a brand new constructed life form. So how? It's like what, it, what are they seeing? It's like the stonecutters in Homer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> the, it's the no. This is the no Sochi's club. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So yeah, so I don't know, man. What what about you? Like, what did you pull out of that? It, it's a little. I hate to use the term. I think it's a. Uh, unfairly maligned term, but it's a little bit mystery box. Mm, yeah, it's mystery box. I, I don't mind them trying to set up mystery box. You know, the funny thing is, is we haven't even mentioned that, you know, who are the showrunners here? It's Kurt, mm-hmm. Kurtzman, uh, who is former robot chicken, you know, holding hand in hand with, uh, Mr. Abrams there in the past. So bad robot, you mean? Yeah, bad robot. Yeah, that's right. right. So, uh, so well, yeah. he's, he's, he's one of the overlords, but. The showrunner, showrunner is Michael Chabon, right? He's the mm. he's the showrunner. He's he's a novelist. He didn't have anything to do with the Abramses. No, but then you also have uh, Akiva, Akiva Goldsman <laughs> mixed into all this too, I believe. Yeah, so. that is true. So let's let I guess we'll 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 pass judgment on those on those guys if the show does not pan out at the end yes. of the season. So we'll yes. talk about them later. So uh, give them a fair shake. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going on here, because I, I, I think right now it's a little weak sauce for me, again to believe that the Romulans would have such aversion to AI or synthetic life. Mm-hmm. So for for them to kind of concoct a whole story around this concept, and it almost feels like they wanted to do something just to link Picard to Data. Or mm-hmm. a reason for Picard to get off his, you know, butt and leave the vineyard. And they had to find a reason for, a strong enough reason for him to do that. And they're linking the connection between him and Data, which makes sense. I mean, that was a traumatic experience for him mm-hmm. from Nemesis that Data gave his life to yeah. save his. So that's, that's an organic evolution of the character. But it just feels like now because it's all about Data and synthetic life forms that they're making a whole species who's now far into the future. This is the Romulans or any species. I don't know why they would be so adverse to AI and synthetic life. So it has to be more developed. It isn't developed yet. So I'm hoping they go there, but I don't understand what this all is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, cause this can't just be as simple as Terminator Skynet situation. Like synthetics are just going to ruin all of mankind or humankind or biped kind or whatever you want to call it right so it, it has to be deeper than that and hopefully they'll explore that later but right now i have no clue yeah yeah no i i'm with you there it it feels like it's i mean they've retconned a lot of things that they in this in star trek like that's nothing new so i, I can give them a break but because the romulans have been such major players in the past to introduce this new facet of their culture where they hate AI and synthetic life so much, like you feel like that's a big thing. So you feel like that 
Yeah. We would have heard about that before, right? Well, so it, Oh, 100% because they are they would use this information and any of this tech to their advantage. And they're yeah. in a, they're in a desperate situation here with the loss of their home world. So whatever military powers that are remaining, whether it's the secret, you know, institution or it's just part of their regular military, you know, they would want to Use whatever they know, whatever this is to their advantage. I mean, so it's just very strange. I just don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't fall into place yet and hopefully it will. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't fall into place yet, but I'm, I'm hopeful that they know what they're doing. Like they, I mean, I know what you say about like the executive producers. I know we've got Kurtzman heavily involved and his style of storytelling is very like the overarching mythology style of the, of the JJ of the JJs and all of that. But that being said, uh, you know, I know Patrick Stewart's heavily involved with it. He like helped break the stories and he's in a, he's a producer as well. So, you know, he, he only came back if he had certain amount of creative control. So hopefully, hopefully those players are smart enough to know how to bring everything in together. So I guess we'll see, you know, we'll I guess see. we'll see. Yeah. That's right. So how about we finish off this podcast with uh, just the last scenes, which goes to cuts back to the ship. And we have Agnes, who has beamed up to the ship with Picard. And uh, Rafi's also su- surprisingly there for Picard. She wants to go to Free Cloud. She says she finds she found out where Maddox is. He's on this place called Fleet Free Cloud. Mm-hmm. And she just wants to hitch a ride there. And after that, she's gone. And you have Agnes saying she wants to be there because she's the leading expert in uh, synthetics and and well, probably wants to find Maddox as well. So what's what's your thoughts on all this, uh, you know, these scenes here? And then you get the nice little Picard giving the signal, engage, and let's roll. So nice little cue back to the series. What do you think of these uh, closing scenes here? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's... I mean, obviously we gotta get, we're getting the gang together and we're going. Uh, Rafi's sort of abrupt turn there, I guess is a little surprising. We didn't really see too much out of her. Like, it didn't look like she was going anywhere. So, I don't know. I'll assume something's going on there. I didn't think too much of Agnes. Like, maybe you're right. Like, it doesn't quite fit that she's, like, she's just sort of, she's coming along now. She's not really, that doesn't seem like an adventurous type of character. But, but I get, I mean, I knew she was on the show. So maybe my brain was just like, not even thinking about why she's coming along. I just knew she's on the show, so I just was like, she's going to show up, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. we'll, well, I guess we'll see. Uh, but, you know, great great to see Patrick Stewart deliver the engage. A little forced, but I'm okay with it. No, no, it was a nice, nice little yeah, callback. Nice. So yeah. it's good. He's just, you know, I, he didn't even look at the Captain Royas or... <laughs> Rios. Rios. <laughs> Rios. <laughs> He's now going Royas for the rest of the Rios. <laughs> Riot. <laughs> so Rios. So he, he didn't even like look at him. It's just like Rios looks yeah. up at him and just okay, okay, I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a nice yeah. little little thing for the fans. Yeah. So that's nice. Oh absolutely. Oh, he yeah. had to do it at least once. I yeah, mean, at least once. Been, well it yeah. is his mission. It's his charter, I guess. So I guess yeah, he is in charge. Like he hired everybody. I don't know how he's paying and bottles of the twenty three fifty seven or whatever maybe, but uh, <laughs> that's it. He signed over all rights to twenty three fifty seven. All the rights to twenty three fifty seven. I hope it's good vintage. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So finally they're off into space, which is what we've wanted after yeah. three episodes. So it's a promising 
you know, the episode uh, ends on a positive note there. And uh, looking forward to next time. So overall, Jeff, what are your thoughts this episode? Yeah, no, I mean, it was fine. Like, it's it's not... Again, it feels like they're taking a long time to get going here, and I wish that... I mean, we finally get to space at the end of the third episode. It would have been nice to get going sooner than this, but again... Patrick Stewart's there, man. He does he does a lot to class up a joint. So he uh, and you know, like I liked Rafi and I, uh, you know, Rios is he looks like he's going to be fun. So yeah, it was it was okay. It's nice. It's it's it's, it's good to it's good to get to space with the game. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's yeah. it's finally going, and I feel the yeah. same way. It took a while to get here, but you know, at least now, like you know, it's taking time to set things up. Now we can move on, and that's good. So, you know, it's three episodes done. It's a lot of exposition and backstory. Hopefully the next episode and future episodes get this ball moving. So Yeah, right. All right, well, I guess that does it for today, Jeff. We will continue doing this next week, and I will see you then. Looking forward to it, man. All right, take it easy. Yeah.